It's NFL cut day. That means over a thousand NFL players are being cut and released. And that means chaos ensues. Chaos is going on around the NFL. What about you and I? Is chaos taking place in our own lives? How do we handle the chaos? And are the New York Giants actually comfortable in the chaos? Is that true for us? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about. Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton. He'll be with us in just a moment. On today's episode, we are unpacking what's going on in the NFL. And currently, every NFL team is trying to construct their final roster, at least to head into the season. And so they've got to get down to 53 players. But what happens these you know, next few days and today, it is absolute chaos in the NFL, in front offices, the coaches, the players, the agents, the GMs, the scouts. It's chaos for everyone. And we as fans, we're trying to watch the, 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 the tracker who's getting cut. Wait, this guy just got cut. Now he's got signed. This guy got traded. This guy is, might get traded. What's going? How is it all happening? So... Chaos this time of year in the NFL as the, the season is almost underway, but then also in our own lives. Man, this is a chaotic time as the fall begins. School gets going, then it's Labor Day, then it's the craziness of the fall. All these things start happening, and so we're going to talk about all that today on the show. Uh, excited to be with you. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Always love hearing from you. While you're on our website, unpackingit.com, uh, be sure to subscribe to the weekday email devotional. Uh, we send it out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right to your email inbox. So if you haven't subscribed already, uh, you can do that. Also, we have a few fantasy football opportunities here at Unpacking It. And so we run a 32-team league where you own an NFL roster. So that is your fantasy team. So if you own the Panthers, that means you start Bryce Young, you start Miles Sanders, and you make some other decisions at wide receiver. And so we've got some NFL teams available for you to own and play fantasy in that setting. It's kind of unique. It's different. Um, so check that out, unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Um, our other leagues are filled up. We've, we've got our drafts this week and next week, and so we've got a lot of fun things going on here at Unpacking It as the fall gets going. And again, it's a lot of chaos. A lot, it's a lot happening. Lots of drafts, lots of leagues going on uh, all at once. A uh, couple of things I want to mention as well here at the, the, the top. Uh, I want to just thank our, our ministry partner, Uncommon. Uh, Uncommon.org has articles and podcasts and content uh, for you to encourage you as a dad, a husband, a leader. And so you could check all of that out on Uncommon.org. And then also want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. 
man, they've been supporting us all year long. And I hope that you've been supporting them uh, by ordering some, some delicious coffee from sugarcreekcoffee.com. Uh, when you go there, use the promo code UNPACK. You'll save some money. It lets them know that you heard about them from us. And, and so, uh, yeah, get some coffee ready for the fall. Starts to hopefully cool down here sooner. Get some, some hot coffee again. Uh, so check that out, sugarcreekcoffee.com. They specialize in handcrafted, small-batch, artisan-roasted coffee. And they don't roast until you actually place an order. And so when you order, we encourage you to order two bags at a time. Kind of the, the smart way to do it from a, a shipping standpoint. And, and so I'm due to, to, to order some myself. So I, I got I to gotta make sure I do that and, and use that promo code UNPACK. Save a little money as well. So sugarcreekcoffee.com. All right, Luke, here we go. Preseason is over. NFL rosters are, are being finalized. Today is cut day officially as we are recording this episode. Um, and so uh, how you feeling? We've already, we've already seen a big trade for your Dallas Cowboys, but you told me before the show, not really moving the needle much. So you, you, your boys get Trey Lance. Not a big deal, huh? It's, it's confusion. Uh, when, I, when I first saw it, I was particularly excited because it felt like incredibly cheap cost for a top five pick at quarterback. So, you know, like, why not? It's a day three pick. Those, how often do those really turn into studs? Uh, but balancing that with, is there any plan for him now? We're tied to Dak. We signed Cooper Rush to a deal to be our backup. So he's QB three. Maybe he's short yardage run. Maybe he's an insurance plan in case we're worried Dak still is going to get hurt with his mm. injuries in the past few seasons. So it, it's just interesting. It's a whole lot of confusion in Dallas right now. Yeah, well, and then, you know, you talk about Will Greer, who gets, he's told before this final preseason game, you're going to get cut. He goes out, plays really well. So what happens to him? I haven't seen any news of another team signing him, but but that's what's solid. I, he was here he's at Carolina. He's got to be picked up okay. by a team. He's a Charlotte guy. Yeah. But 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 that's that's what's going on right now is, you know, over the last couple of months, training camp, preseason, guys were demonstrating, you know, hey, here's the, the type of player I am, and teams are evaluating, okay, here are the guys we want to keep. Here are the guys we're going to have to release. You look at the Jets. The Jets signed Dalvin Cook. That means they had to release uh, Zonovan Knight, yep. right? Yep. Um, who, who played well last year. Uh, he goes by like Bam Knight, too. It was very confusing. Didn't know that. I just know Zonovan, I, I was I disappointed the, the, he was not available for fantasy this year. I'm like, well, he was he was pretty, pretty good for fantasy last year. That's right. But there's a situation in New York where they got a ton of running backs. Michael Carter's there. So he's the odd oh, man wow, out. Yeah. Most likely he's going to be signed by, by somebody. Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, he, he, he signed somewhere. So all of this is happening over the last few days and moving forward over the next week where certain guys are getting released, certain guys are getting signed. And then the wild part of this too is once, so all over a thousand guys are released into the market. Hmm. Well, then you, you all of a sudden realize you go, wait, Oh, now Zonovan Knight is available. Okay, let's look at our running back room. All right, we'd rather have him than our fourth guy that we currently have. So then all of a sudden that guy gets released, even though he thought maybe he was going to make, he kind of made the first round of cuts. Now mm -hmm. he gets thrown back into the market onto the waiver wire. Yep. And, and so 
I just, I, I take myself into what's taking place in, you know, in these front offices and, you know, the coaches, they've been in, you know, kind of day-to-day with these players, figuring out, okay, this guy fits into what we're trying to do. You know, the, the scouts are evaluating the, the, the team that they represent. Plus, scouts are watching all the other players from around the league. Yep. And they'll say, hey, I just saw this guy in preseason. He looks really good. He's on this other team. I think he's going to get cut. we got to keep an eye out for him. And then they try to explain that to the GM. And then the GM has to make the final call and say, hey, we're cutting this guy. We're signing this guy. We're, you know, cutting this, this guy over here because we, we're, we're full at this position or a cap casualty. And then teams, mm-hmm. like we mentioned with the Niners, they're looking around going, man, we can't really afford a third quarterback making the kind of money as a, a top three pick. Yeah. Uh, but then Dallas goes, eh, it's worth a flyer. So all of that is taking place. Gosh, and you still have guys like Kareem Hunt who's still looking for a team. And whoever he joins, I mean, there's going to be cuts made to make room for him. So a truly chaotic, wild time of year. Uh, to be a fringe roster guy, it has to be the worst time of year because there's no certainty right now. If you're if you're a first-team player, you're fine. I mean, you haven't even really played much preseason because – your roster spot is guaranteed. But I think watching these preseason games, now I'm not a preseason diehard watching, but there's interesting storylines, especially if you if you if you watch hard knocks, rooting for guys to make the roster, rooting for guys to make the team. Uh, I mean, there was a player thrown out of a Rams game. I don't know anything about him, but if he's a fringe guy thrown out for a, a face mask, like that potentially ruined his chances at making a roster. Because no now question. he doesn't have game time to prove himself. Now maybe he's already uh, already has a roster spot, but the storylines and narratives right now on trying to make the team really fascinating. A lot of guys to root for. Yeah, for sure. And you know, for us as fans, we're trying to keep up with all right. What's what moves are you know is our team making? And and we liked a few guys maybe in preseason or liked some of the rumblings from training camp, and then we find out, oh, man, that guy got cut. I'm wearing my App State shirt today, and. Uh, former running back Cameron uh, Peoples uh, got cut from the Panthers. It's like, ah, bummer, mm. uh, even though he looked good at times. Um, and so all of that is going on. But then we think about, okay, these front offices, I mean, the numbers of players that they're keeping up with and trying to figure out who fits oh. where. And, and you know, you, you think, okay, a coach likes this player. GM likes this player. A scout recommends this player. And then you have to come to an agreement and and, and understand, okay, this guy – at that age, at that price, ah, we just that's the, that's the right fit or that's not the right fit. So it is a a, a very wild time. And and so I saw this article, uh, Art Stapleton, USA Today. This was the headline: "Comfortable in the Chaos: How New York Giants Are Preparing for the Frenzy of NFL Cut Day." And so then in this article, Giants assistant GM Brandon Brown is quoted as saying. We're comfortable in the chaos when there's scrambling in the league, when there are a lot of moving parts. The team, Joe, uh, is it showing the GM, uh, has yeah. built and how we operate. We feel like we can gain an advantage. And so, you know, historically, the Giants are a pretty strong franchise, mm-hmm. won Super Bowls, they're, they're, they're solid. And, and so, really, this time of year, the, the veteran teams, the solid teams, the I shouldn't say veteran, the, 
the successful franchises, the Steelers, the Patriots, the, the Giants, these types of teams, they handle this well. Mm-hmm. They, they know when they have a player of value, like the, 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 the Patriots, they traded one of their uh, running backs, Pierre Strong, to the Browns, who need some help in their running back room. So they took an asset, flipped them, didn't necessarily need them this year, and, and now Cleveland got somebody. Um, and so that's, that's what goes on. And so to, to see this with the, with the Giants, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. But that phrase, comfortable in the chaos, that's what jumps out to me, and that's what I want to focus on today. And so, uh, I guess first first thought from a football standpoint, what what is that? What does that mean when you hear that comfortable in the chaos? Yeah, certainly historically the Giants fall into that. It's just <laughs> from the NFC East opponent, uh, Cowboys fan here. Uh, I, I'm glad that the Giants have looked somewhat uncomfortable in the chaos in year in years past, Washington, um, but. There's so much value in that because last season, due to injury, the Cowboys, I mean, they had to play a rookie cornerback who's a fourth or fifth round pick who had to have meaningful meaningful playtime because of injuries. And when you're filling out your roster, you've got to think of the twos and the threes because when players go down, is your standard of play going to drop immensely or can you can you maintain it? Last year, Cooper Rush won four games as a starter. And now being able to sort through the chaos, to look on practice squads, to look at, you said, the 1,000 players that are launched into the market, there are guys that your team will need to rely on. These aren't just guys to, to be scout team. Yeah. These are guys that are going to play at some point throughout the season, whether it's a series, a player, a player goes down, a couple games, a suspension, an injury. You want your standard of play not to drop immensely from your ones, the twos, the threes. But is there an overall uh, stride of greatness that your team's uh, pursuing? But, yeah, being able to to sort through all these players and figure out culture, locker room, style, skill. It's impressive. Well, and I just have to imagine the difference between, you know, GMs that panic and, 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 you know, inexperienced guys or guys that are feeling the pressure. And and all of a sudden, you know, they're told, Hey, this running back just went down in practice today. Or, you know, he's dealing with an injury Mm -hmm. and do they respond in pan, you know, panic and distress and all that, or, no problem. We, I'm on the phone. I'm calling. I'm calling this agent, and and I know this player just got released. Let's bring him in. We got a spot for him now, yep. and and so there there is that that difference there. Um, and then I'll share this, and then we'll jump into the the, the faith side of it. So I spent one year. Uh, I kind of had this hybrid job where I was working for an NFL agent, and it was back in 2011 when the NFL lockout ended in August. And it was absolute chaos because they hadn't had regular training camp or a regular off season because this lockout extended through the summer. And so then all of a sudden, all these undrafted players needed to be signed by teams. And so my, my agent that I was working for, he represented a lot of undrafted players that were looking for a spot. And so I was tasked to look across the NFL to figure out depth charts and, and to say, okay, 
yes, he, this, this running back over here, he wants to go to this team. Like, this would be best-case scenario. Hmm. And so then the agent would have to call that team and say, hey, I got a guy for you. He would be perfect for you. Or, you know, hey, wow. don't, don't, don't send this tight end to that team. They got way too many tight ends. There's no way he makes that roster. Um, and so, so we're on the phone. You know, all this stuff is going on at once. And you find out, no, uh, the, the Giants just offered $5,000 for this undrafted guy. And this little amount of money, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. for these undrafted guys. Hey, they got five. Well, he could get five with this team or he could get seven over here, but he'd have a much better opportunity with the Giants. So he should only take the 5000 give up the 2000 which is tougher to tell an undrafted guy. Yeah. So anyway, it was absolute chaos. Wow. And, and so you, you try to remain calm. You try to, you know, be comfortable in the chaos, but that was my mm-hmm. first experience. So I'm not sure how well I did at that time, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so that was, that was my experience with it. So I, I saw a glimpse of it on the agent side, mm-hmm. but then I imagine and kind of reading this article from the, the front office side, it's absolute chaos. So, Man, I, yeah, I didn't even consider it from the agent side. That's, I mean, because you're you're potentially calling every team in the league yeah. to try to get your That's guys me. on rosters. And how do you get through? How do you get through to you know a decision maker and the, how they're navigating all of this at once? Because mm-hmm. they're talking to one agent here. Yeah, we're interested. All right, is it a deal? We got a deal. Oh, now this guy just called. Oh, we could have got this guy. Never yeah. mind. We're taking this guy instead. So it's it's a it's a wild wild thing, and I'm not sure that as fans we necessarily think about it or realize all that's that's happening. Yeah. But here's what we do realize: in our own lives, especially this time of year, it's chaos, it's nuts. And I, I'm also I think I think everybody relates to it in some way. But now that I'm a little bit older, I got you know two young daughters, and I see some of my buddies that have you know three four kids. They're all in school, and then fall sports are starting up church activities are starting up this time of year is absolutely slammed it's Mm -hmm. full it's busy it's chaotic it's wild and what's happening is we're juggling schedules activities and and going back to you know what gms are figuring out they're trying to figure out okay who do we add who do we let go of and and in our own lives we're figuring out okay what can i cut (laughs) what like i've got all this on my plate and what do I add? What do I cut? And I was just talking to my pastor this morning, trying to figure out my role this this fall and how I can serve and where am I most needed? And it's like, well, I can't do it all. And I got family responsibilities. And so, and then you throw in all of us have, you know, that, that work, we got work responsibilities. Oftentimes the fall is a, you know, a key quarter coming off the summer where things sort of slow down for a lot of companies and, and you know, businesses and ministries and all that, wherever you relate. And so all of this is happening at once. How do we respond? How do we handle it? And going back to the Giants and, and what their assistant GM said, he said, we're comfortable in the chaos. How many of us would say that we're comfortable in the chaos? And is it actually possible to be comfortable in the chaos? And so before we get to that, Luke, how, what is your chaos level? How do, you, oh. how do you relate to this as the as the fall gets going? Gosh, yeah. I mean, I'm wrestling through this right now. I mean, I got a text two days ago about an opportunity to join uh, a, a group that's meeting uh, every week at church. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to wrestle through, is this wise for me to commit to now? I'm already involved mm-hmm. with uh, a couple other groups at church where they're serving or kind of discipleship groups. Should I join this one? As a sports fan, our 
<laughs> our menu of sports viewership is going to be loaded now. I mean, we just came off I mean, a, a dry month, dry months mm -hmm. of July and August. Yep. Now, just for football, we have Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Now, and then at the end of October, you have, NBA, you have NBA season, you have NHL season, October baseball, which a lot of people begin watching baseball, somewhat including at myself, that, and for sure you in October. It's for me, Saturday mornings, uh, I want to watch Premier League soccer. So, as a sports fan, you have weeknights. Every weeknight, arguably, there's something on to watch. Which uh, Madeline, when we first got married, it was like, wait, you want to watch that game? You want to watch that game? Yes, uh, but I can't watch them all. So, but in addition, you have uh, youth group stuff starting up at your church. You have fall activities at your church. School is starting for everyone who is in, who is a student. It is there's so much going on, and I, I could I sometimes struggle to say no because I don't want to upset people or. I don't want to miss out. It's it's easy to overload myself. And then when I step back and think, wait, when am I going to have any time to just rest? Mm. Because that's necessary. But no, I'm 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 wrestling through that stuff right now on I'm I'm going to have to say no to some things. I just don't know what that looks like yet. Absolutely. There are a couple of perspectives I want to talk about and, you know, on one end it's hard to avoid the chaos because everything is loaded up at once. The, the fall, it's just, it's just how the calendar sort of works out in, in life and in sports and everything else is like, this is such a prime time from it's September to Christmas. It's just, it's absolutely nuts. And so on one end, I do, I do think a lot of it is unavoidable. Like we can't control school schedules and their mm -hmm. work schedule. You know, there's just some things that are just, it's hard to control. But the other thing is, you mentioned the word wisdom, and last week's show was all about wisdom and, and, and asking the question, what's the wise thing to do? And I, I know in my own life, and, and I mentioned this last week, and to bring it up again, there are certain choices that I make that I don't, or things that I add to my plate that are unnecessary, that I don't have to, to add to the chaos. Uh, and I was even thinking today. For the first time, uh, my four-year-old has sort of an extra activity. She's going to do gymnastics. Hmm. We also could have done soccer this fall, but we're going to do gymnastics, all right? It'd be fun to do soccer too, but no, we're going to limit her, her activities. And so that's the type of decision that we, you know, we as a family have to make. But for all of us, it's this, it's this wrestling of, okay, what chaos is sort of unavoidable? And then that's what we want to talk about today, how we actually handle that. But then the other part is kind of pulling from last week. Are we making wise choices to, to, to say no to things? And how much of the, the chaos are we contributing to the chaos? And then you, you, you add in just the difficulties of life when things mm -hmm. that are unexpected happen, job loss, death, health issues, concerns, um, you know, having another child, all of those things add to the chaos. Some yep. of it's unavoidable. Um, and, and then the other, you know, the other piece too is sometimes our own sinfulness 
adds to the chaos. Yep. And we've got things pulling at us and we've got, you know, more stress and pressure and, and things because we, we made sinful decisions or just unwise decisions. Mm -hmm. And so some of that is being honest with ourselves and evaluating and, and saying, all right, there's a lot of chaos, evaluating the chaos. Here's, here's what needs to be sort of worked on and eliminated. And, and these are the, the players or these are the things that need to be cut, so to speak, going back to the, the parallel. And then he, here's how I want to respond in the chaos. And so before we talk about that, just kind of your, your yeah, response it, to that. I think it, it, in one sense, there's decisions on removing, navigating chaos on saying no to sin. It's like, that's, that's one thing. All right, there's certain chaos that's caused by my sin, and that, that needs to be repented, turned to Christ in faith. When it becomes really difficult is <clears throat> saying no to good things. That's right. Because we're going to have so many opportunities in the next three, four, five months to, to jump into good things, whether it's a service opportunity at church, whether it's... Uh, a group of friends doing this every other week, whether it's, I really want to prioritize watching my team or this sport on these nights. I want to spend time with my family doing this specific activity on these nights. There's so many good things that we're going to have to say no to some, and that's where really seeking wisdom from the Lord. And I, I struggle saying no to good things. It's like, wait, no, that's a good thing. I want to do that. But at some point doing so much and i just think like theologically like we are embodied people that we have limits and when we are stretching our limits i was talking to a pastor and he says this is where a lot of people get in trouble is we stretch our limits and we push our limits and then we look to sin as an escape because we're looking, we, we have, we have to pursue something. We know we're stretched thin, we need rest. And then we're really susceptible to just running, running to sin mm. to make ourselves feel better because we're mm. stretched thin right. rather than I just need to take a few things and do them really well to the best of my ability. But we need wisdom from the Lord to know what are those best things that we should step into. And, be okay saying no to other good things. That's right. And, and it parallels really well to what the NFL teams are facing right now. Their limit, 53 players. That means that they have to construct their roster of 53 players to have the right amount of running backs, the right amount of wide receivers. And so as much as you'd love to have seven running backs, you, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to make the tough choice and say, this guy, this, this guy doesn't fit anymore. I've got to tra trade him. i got to cut him. And, 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 and kind of focus on these running backs that, that we have because we're limited. And, and the same thing for us. We know that time is limited. Our energy is limited. And so we have to make the tough choice, like, like Luke's talking about, to cut and release and trade certain things. And, and, and it does. It requires wisdom to do that. And that's why the best NFL franchises are willing to make those tough decisions mm -hmm. and, and understand how to construct the right, you know, kind of balanced roster and, and, and make sure that you don't get so heavy on, on offense or so heavy on defense. And same thing for us. If we get so heavy on all work or even sometimes we can go so much on family that then, whoa, 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 are we actually spending time personally with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Where, where's our own individual faith? I got so many responsibilities as a dad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Am I spending time with the Lord, making sure that I'm filled up and and equipped to even be that that the dad that they my parent my kids need, the mm-hmm. parent that I need to be. Um, so so those are those are all these these decisions. The next step to this kind of conversation, and I want to dive into some some scripture here, is is going back to this question: Are we like the giants, where we're comfortable in the chaos, or are we floundering, drowning? amid the the frenzy and and the scrambling right the nfl there's scrambling going on there's frenzy going on and and the teams that are comfortable in the chaos where they can kind of see through it they can remain calm they're they're strong in the midst of 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 that is that true for us and and so where where are we at today and i'll i'll admit many days i feel like i'm drowning i feel like i'm floundering i'm like i got so many things pulling at me in different directions and I don't know what to focus on and, and man, what, what direction to, to go. And as followers of Jesus, we have the ability because of Christ in us, because of the power of the Holy Spirit to remain strong and to remain at peace, mm-hmm. not in our own ability, but, but we have access to that to, to, because again, the chaos sometimes is unavoidable. The storms of life oftentimes are unavoidable. And so the chaos is swirling. Everything's going on. Are we going to be the one that says, "All right, Lord, I, I I need to stand. I need to stand firm. I need to stand strong. I don't want to give in to temptation. I don't want to allow the emotions and the and the the stresses and the pressures to 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 take me down. I need you to keep me lifted up." And so it requires resting in Him. You know, it requires physical rest, but it requires the the, the rest of okay. I, I can't do it all. I, I got to control what I control. I got to worry about today, not tomorrow, mm-hmm. not even necessarily worry, but concentrate on today versus worrying about tomorrow. And, and so I just want to say one thing, I, I, your phrase resting in the Lord is the key. And I've noticed this in myself. It's kind of like this circle that I get stuck in on. If I feel like I'm just being overwhelmed by chaos around me, there's so much to do. There's so many places to be. I, there's many times where practically, all right, I've got to find, I've got to make more time to do things. So what can sometimes quickly uh, not be something I do is time with the Lord. It's like, oh, well, I really got to immediately get going on something when I wake up. I got to start getting these things checked off. I got places to be, Ah, time with the Lord, maybe tomorrow. And then and if I'm not spending time with the Lord, that means I'm operating in my own strength. And when I'm operating in my own strength, I start to flounder. Mm. I start, I, there's sometimes where I, there's so much to do, I won't do anything because mm. I'm so overwhelmed. But then, I'm, then I think, all right, the next day, I got to be way more productive. I got so many other things to do. Uh, time with the Lord, maybe tomorrow. And I get stuck in this circle. And it comes back to a belief issue for me at the heart level. Do I really believe I need God? No matter how much is going on, do I really believe that I need God daily? If I do, then I will spend time with God. And if I'm not, I need to repent of that and ask God to give me the grace to spend time with Him because I do need Him, even if that takes 30 minutes, an hour out of other things I need to do. No, I really do need to rest in God if I'm going to have any chance at doing other things well. But there's many times where I really don't think I need God based on how I'm operating because time with God is just 
ah, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, I got things to do. It's like, no, I need time with God to be able to do these things well. But Absolutely. there's many times where I'm not really believing that to be true. Absolutely. And we, I think, sometimes just accept the chaos in the sense that, ah, oh, life's just, life's crazy and I'm crazy and, you know, everything's just spinning around and we're, we're uncomfortable in the chaos. We're like, man, I'm, I'm unsettled. I'm all that. And, and so I just go to a couple, you know, a couple of verses here. So Psalm 29, 11, he will give his people strength. He will bless them with peace. And so God, God's peace and strength is available. It's a very simple verse. And so are we getting our strength and peace from him? Or are we just living in the chaos and trying to do things in our own strength and, and there's no peace. We're, we're, we're not operating in peace. We're, we're, we're our, our stomachs and knots. We're unsettled. And we're, we're just, oh, how do I do it all? How do I do it all? I got to go to this. I got to do this. We, we, have, we have to pause and say, God, I need your strength. I need your peace. And to your point, we have to believe it. We have to believe that he, he like he said, like this verse says, he will give his people strength. He will bless them with peace. It is available. Just like last week, we talked about wisdom. Wisdom is available. Are we tapping into the wisdom? And I think that that's important in this conversation too, that, that wisdom is a part of this. Are we, are we taking advantage of what God offers us, his peace, his strength, his wisdom, to be able to be comfortable in the chaos, to be able to, 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 to be calm in the midst of the storms of life? Because it's happening. The storms are happening. The chaos is happening. But are we getting sucked in to the cyclone uh, of the chaos or, or are we remaining calm and comfortable in the midst of the chaos? And, and so the other kind of key for this to, to, to be the case is we have to prioritize and pursue what God determines is most important every day. And so are we, are we asking God, God, what do you want me to do today? What needs to be done today? And what things do I need to just let go of? And, you know, it's not that important or it's, it's not important for today. And, and what, what, do you, what do you need me to do today? And, and so, um, you know, I think about a verse in, in Matthew 6, 33, 34. But first and most importantly, seek. This is the amplified. Aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so it's living that day-to-day. -day. And what's most important, it's God's kingdom. It's God's way. It's God's character. It's, it's, it's resting in his character. It's pursuing his character. It's desiring to be more like him. It's desiring to trust him more, uh, to do what needs to be done according to his way, his purpose. And that's got to be a daily thing. And, and we think of this as such a big thing, you know, which it is. But but God's kingdom and oh, it's it's too it's that's unattainable or I can't do anything today. I got too many worldly <laughs> responsibilities, mm -hmm. and that's the tension that we feel. But but if we if we first and most importantly seek Him and seek His kingdom and seek His way, everything else falls into place, and He'll provide everything we need. And, and that's that's really what it comes down to. We have to simplify things because we get so caught up in all this all the shenanigans and chaos of life. Like all right, God. What, what do you need me to do today? And I trust you to provide what I really need, what I really need to get done, what I really need to, to have the needs of life 
and make sure I've got food and shelter today. Right. Sometimes we got to break it down into the simplicity yeah. of that. And, 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 and thank you. Thank you, God, the gratitude and the thankfulness. All right. Today, that's all I got. I, I promise tomorrow. I got a lot of things to worry about that I know are due next week. I know that, <laughs> oh gosh, next weekend's going to be crazy today. What do I, what do I have to do, Lord? How can it honor you and glorify you? And, and to your point earlier, we got to seek him first in the morning too. Like there's that, that, that's, that's true. Give, and Lord, I need your strength and peace today. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff, I can't handle it on my own. And so that's the posture that we have to have, but it's really tough because we get, again, we get sucked into the day right away. Oh it's yeah. Sucked into the chaos. I know. Yeah. Jackie Hill Perry, she just, she's coming out with like a 60 day morning devotional, but in her talking about it, she talked about, don't we want the first person we hear from to be God each day mm. rather than social media, email, the news? That was convicting. Um, but I wanted to comment on, you know, that Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of righteousness, seek first the kingdom of God. I think right. that is so key. I think it comes back to, this whole conversation comes back to the gospel and understanding that we at once were enemies with God. Now we have peace with God through faith in Jesus, who died for us and rose from the dead. Our biggest need has been taken care of. So in the midst of feeling the chaos, we know that we are either a son or a daughter of the one true God who is sovereign over chaos. We are united to Jesus. So we have ultimate hope in peace. So now what do we do with that? All of our priorities have changed. When we were enemies with God, self-gratification, self-seeking, uh, self-reliance, now we're united to Christ. We are in right relationship to God. All of our, all of our priorities have changed. Now we enjoy God, we have a new identity, and now we are a part of God's mission. So every day there is a new priority of seeking first the kingdom. So when we think about things to commit to this fall, it's first the things of God. So for me as a husband, in what ways am I prioritizing uh, laying my life down for my wife, serving her, leading her? In what ways am I prioritizing that? For fathers out there, in what ways am I prioritizing discipling my kids, mm. leading them to the love of the Father? And in my job, in what ways am I influencing those around me with the good news of Jesus? Mm. So we now we have a priority here. And I think also the, the desire to, to overcommit to things, I think, at least for me, speaking personally, it's, I feel like I'm going to miss out. I need those things. It's hard for me to say no to things because I feel like I need them. I need that for satisfaction. I need that to, to feel like I'm involved. I need that for recognition, which then comes back to the gospel again. Is no, God's given me everything I need. He's given me a new identity, which means new priorities. All these things that I'm grasping at, I'm over-involving myself in, it's hard to say no. I don't need those things because God's given me everything I need. And now out of this new identity, I have priorities to pursue. I'm able to say no to things because I don't need them for existence, for meaning, for purpose. 
And again, it's hard. We need the wisdom of God to help us pick between things, but preaching ourselves the gospel of we've been given everything we need, and we really do have priorities to pursue. The, the kingdom of God. What does that look like daily? Uh, and, and really breaking it down to my role as a husband, my role as a father, my role as a member of my local church, my role as my influence in the workplace, even hobbies. Are my hobbies glorifying to God? So, yeah, it, yeah just bringing Ma'am. it back to the foundational of the gospel. Amen. Very, very well said. I, th- I think that's that's huge and, and very encouraging to me. So I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I think again the question: Am I building my own kingdom? That or yeah, am I building God's oh. kingdom and involved in in what He wants to do. And we can um, even be building our own kingdom in things that look godly. Like, what's the heart behind yeah. getting involved in all these things? That's is right. it to to make myself look? Oh, look how involved He is. Yeah, look at that. It's like what are we trying I'm, to prove? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, so we we have to really be honest with ourselves and in that decision making. Wait, why? Wait, why are my why are we as a family doing this, and why am I choosing to do this, and is it really important that I spend my time over here? Is this really how God wants me to spend my time, or is this can I cut this? Um, and so yeah, I, can I really watch Thursday, Monday, Sunday night football? Maybe not. Maybe if maybe a quarter here or there, and I may have to cut some of that. Mm-hmm. So those are the choices that we have to make. But kind of as we, as we wrap this up, this this idea of being comfortable in the chaos, we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and our eyes on the Lord and and recognize that he is with us. He is our rock. He is our anchor. He allows us to stand firm and and kind of experience being comfortable in the chaos. And, And so he's the one that keeps us steady. And so that way, then we can declare Psalm 16, eight, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So when we are, are, are aware that he is with us, and kind of that, you know, the language of he's, he's in our right hand, but he, he's with us, he's in us. We, won't, we don't have to be shaken. We're relying on him, we're trusting him, we're holding his hand, so to speak. So we got this. We can be comfortable in the chaos. And then um, lastly, uh, now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times, and in every situation, the Lord be with you all. Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians 3.16. Um, and so, yeah, now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times, and in every situation, the Lord be with you all. So that's the prayer for us today, and, and so we can, we can end there, unless, Luke, you got final thought. I'm just saying we can believe the verse you just read. Like that's a real thing we can experience. That's right. What you what you just read amidst the chaos. And again, we're gonna feel chaos because of our sin the next few months and because of just living in a fallen world. Uh and because we <laughs> still are the the living in the spirit, living in the flesh, process of sanctification. Chaos is inevitable, is what I'm saying. Uh mm-hmm. so let's prepare for that. And let's prepare to seek God daily as if we really need him because we really do need him. Amen. That's it. Peace is available to us. Let's, let's take, advantage, take advantage of it and, and rely on him fully. So great stuff from Luke. I, I hope this is encouraging to, uh, to you as a listener today. I know it's, it's encouraging to me to, uh, to think through this and, um, 
it's a it's a challenging season of life. It, it is uh, for for you know a lot of different reasons for all of us in different ways and many of the same ways. Um, but what kingdom are we are we seeking and and, and seeking first? So uh, gosh, challenging. All right, good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, soon, hopefully, Lord willing, next week, uh, coming off of Labor Day, and then the NFL season, the college football season underway. Here we go. For Luke, I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.